Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Um, I have with me tonight, first of all, I guess, what episode are we? We're episode number 249, so one away from 250, which, pulling back the curtain a little bit, little weird because we recorded 250 a while ago, just because of time constraints, things like that. But uh, we are one way from 250, so that's kind of awesome and amazing. Um, but even more awesome and amazing than that, I've got two great people here with me tonight to talk a little bit about the... Uh, I'm not even going to use any superlatives yet. I'm just going to say we're here for Roadhouse. And <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. And now I'm going to say, first of all, very first-time guest with us, and um, can I, I, I probably say long-time listener because you've been listening for a while now. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so we've got Jason Colvin with us. So Jason, thank you for coming on with us tonight. Man, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Talking to celebrities. Yeah. You know, I that my daughter, was it my daughter? No, it was my sister. We went to go see uh, Dark Phoenix yesterday. Uh-huh. And um, I don't want to comment too much on that movie, but it. Uh, we walk out of the theater and I th- a couple days before uh, my family and my sister had gone out to lunch somewhere and the person at the counter recognized who I was. And uh, they're like, yeah, I think I think you taught my sister. I, I give you a ten percent discount on your on your lunch. I was like, okay, cool. Score. And then I'm leaving the leaving the movie theater, and one of the ushers at the movie theater goes, "Oh, hey, Mr. Reed, how's it going?" And my sister's just like, "Do you just know everyone?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, I mean, when you when you taught for more than a decade, you kind of know, you know, several thousand kids and their families, and so sometimes you feel a little bit like a celebrity, but right." Uh, and we got Bo with us tonight. Bo, how you doing? I am well, John. I'm sorry. I keep, the, I keep, uh, I keep dropping the ball and not using your name. Love fest. That's correct. <laughs> the love, the love fest is here. We're feeling the love tonight. Yes, I also start we singing. Are. I also start singing some Elton John, but uh, decided not to because we yeah. want people to keep listening. I was going to say, and we all thank you for that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right. Uh, so, like I said, we are talking Roadhouse tonight, and uh, very, very quickly, let me run through our regular kind of spoiler spiel. Um, I had to say that very carefully. Or spit into the microphone. Uh, so our spoiler alert is when we start talking about our movies, we may, you know, even in this kind of intro time, we may talk about movies that you have not seen yet. So just be aware of that. We we don't hold anything back. So this is your spoiler alert for the rest of the episode. If you haven't seen Roadhouse, whatever you've heard about Roadhouse, I, I don't want to share opinions yet because we're not talking about it just yet, but um, go see it. I, I, I think it's, it's worth watching this movie, uh, depending on what people's opinions are. And we, Jason and Bo and I have not talked yet about our opinions on this movie. So, um, I'm going to assume that they're pretty positive because I, I think I, I got that from just little comments that we've made here and there. But, um, so just spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it, then come back and listen to the episode. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, please do that. That's just a great way. Um, you know, it's a, let other people find out about the show to let us know how we're doing on the show. And, um, you know, a lot of other shows will have like Patreon stuff and they'll ask for money and and things like that. And Hey, if you want to throw cash our way, we're never going to throw it back at you. Um, but 
that's another great way to kind of help out the show that does not cost you anything other than maybe like 60 seconds, unless you forgot your iTunes password, then it's like 120 seconds. Um, but beyond that, iTunes review or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be super helpful for us as well. And you can go visit our website, 30podcast.com, which the other day I just went through after having the same website for however many years we've been doing this, uh, just went through and just updated it to make it a little simpler looking and just kind of streamline some stuff. So um, just did a little bit of stuff in the in the background there to kind of make that uh, clean that up just a little bit. So uh, feel free to go visit the revamped 30 podcast website uh, and enjoy that there. There's other ways on there that you can get involved with the show, contact us through all the different social medias and the voicemail line and all that stuff. So if you want to do that, that's a great place to do it. It's 30 podcast.com. Uh, so as I said, I've got Bo, I've got Jason with me tonight. We're probably just going to jump right on in to uh, This Week in 89 and talking about the movie. But before we do that, Jason, since we haven't had you on here before, um, I have a couple of questions that I did not send your way ahead of time. So I'm just okay. going to put you on the spot here. All right. I'll do my best. Okay. So first of all, and, and people can't see us because obviously they're listening on a, on an audio medium here, but this, this I already said audio medium, John. audio, right. <laughs> um, I already said, I, I thank you very much for, I know that you're from Oklahoma. I know you're a big uh, Sooners fan. Um, I am a big Longhorns fan. So we're, <laughs> we're here, you know, we're, we're sharing a, a peaceful podcast tonight, despite the rivalries, That's uh, right. but you, but you are wearing a Texas Longhorns hat and I do appreciate that. I'm not wearing a Longhorns hat. I'm wearing oh, a I'm sorry, I, didn't, I said Longhorns. <laughs> I meant Rangers. I meant, oh see, I'm just, it's, I got Longhorns on the brain. So all my friends just had a heart attack. When you said I know. That. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> so no, t- let me, okay. Let me specify again. Jason is not wearing a Longhorns hat. That's just me. That's, that's a Freudian slip. It's a I, Texas Rangers hat. It's there a Texas go. Rangers hat. Yes, I am. And, a, it's, and it's a it's a vintage Rangers hat too. It is. Thank you very much for noticing. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm a I'm a big uh, Texas Ranger baseball fan. There you go. I know. Yeah, we were. T- I think we were talking before we that got new started. New ballpark that... sounds gorgeous. I was, yeah, I, I was I there last weekend. Yeah. Nice. It was. Uh, it's still a work in progress, but uh, it's going to be awesome. Nice. nice. Yeah. What was funny was the uh, well the the ballpark that they just left. Uh, was brand new when I was moving away from Texas. Like they had just built that, never got a chance to go see it. Um, and then I, I was, I think I was making a comment the last time we visited Dallas, I think last summer. And I said, uh, I said, oh yeah, you know, that's the ballpark. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not the ballpark that was brand new when I left here. Apparently there's now a new one. So it's crazy. It still looks brand new. It, it It's still beautiful. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, so you've been listening to our show for probably what, a couple of years now. Uh, I think I started last April or May. Okay. About a, about a That's year That's when and I half, found you guys. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have, and, and you don't have to limit yourself to, um, I think I heard you and Bo talking earlier about this, but you don't have to limit yourself to one that we've done on the podcast. Do you have one movie that if you had to pick one movie from the eighties and say, this is my quintessential, I love this movie from the eighties, what movie would that be? Well, my favorite movie of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Ah, excellent choice. I've, I've seen you mention that a few times on Twitter. So yeah. Yeah, that's my number one. But I, I'm a big diehard fan too, so I really enjoyed that podcast when you guys carried. Nice, that. nice. Is it a Christmas movie? Absolutely, it is. There you go. Thank that's you. That's what I'm talking is. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why we didn't have some of the other guys on the show tonight because <laughs> I wanted to ask that question, get that response. Of course, it Party is. has nice. a pooper. Nice. <laughs> Uh, all right. So then we've got, and this is our last year in the eighties. And so then starting next year, we're in the nineties. Is there a nineties movie that you're really looking forward to having us cover or just you have a movie from the nineties that you really love? Yeah. I mean, the movie that, that really rocked me in the nineties was Jurassic Park. Nice. Mm. I saw that twice opening weekend and and still for me, that's a uh, tentpole movie for the nineties. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I take a lot of heat for this too. I'm a big fan of Titanic. Okay. A lot, right. a lot of my guy friends give me trouble about that, but I'm just like, man, that's a master at work. Uh, oh yeah. No, that's a great movie. That, yeah. I, I think I ended up seeing that. I know I went once with, uh, my wife and we, we were married at the time, but, um, went to see it once with her and some friends. And I think I went to go see it again. So saw that one twice in the theater when it came out. So you, you're not going to get in trouble here. Like <laughs> we just love movies. We don't really care what kind they are. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I Jurassic park is one. Um, there was a kind of a, a Twitter film challenge earlier to uh, spell out your name. Uh, the first letter of, you know, take, take the letters in your name and, and make a list of movies that you love. Yep. And I saw that on Twitter earlier. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Jay. And the, just, I, I decided I can either spend a really long time agonizing over what I'm going to choose for these, or which I can is just what say, John usually does, which is right. <laughs> I usually have charts and, and graphs and all kinds of stuff. And, um, it's, true. it's, it's like money ball in here with the movies. And, um, <laughs> So this time I was like, nope, just whatever is the first thing that comes off the top of my head. And I got to the J and like, what movies even start with Jurassic Park? <laughs> like, didn't good. have to think about that one too long. I know there's some other ones, but nope, Jurassic Park. Yep. That's an easy call. Yeah. Now I will say, and, and I will, I don't know if I need to apologize for this or not, but when I got to the R in my last name, I was like R. And the first thing that came up was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that might be an obvious pick. And I had another one that I was like, well, this one starts with an R2. Might not be the obvious pick. So I did switch out Raiders for Raising Arizona. Uh, very nice. Now, yeah, that, good. that doesn't necessarily mean I think Raising Arizona is a better movie. Just I felt like that was maybe a good pick for that list. <laughs> so I was worried I might get a little flack from that for that for, you know, taking out Raiders and putting in that one. But that's fine. I'm going to have to jump on here and uh, on Twitter here in a little bit and tackle that one myself. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bo, do you have, I, I can ask you this too, Bo, do you have a, a movie that you're looking forward to when we get to the 90s? I am, although I'm, it's, it's kind of a bubble movie. I, I'm looking it up really quick now to make sure it's a 90s I, movie. I thought Bubble Boy was in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Such a funny man. Yeah, 1990 even. I'm not crazy. Okay. What is it? Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Oh, nice. It Good is one. on my all-time top 10 list of movies i just love it even for all the for all the flack it takes for all for very good reasons i love that movie nice nice well that's a good one yeah i as i've said before i'm looking for i mean there's tons of ones i'm looking forward to but i'm looking forward to the rocketeer and oh yeah i love that movie and i i almost i almost i i told myself like i can't wait to talk about that one but at the same time i spent i think about a year listening to maybe over a year listening to the rocketeer minute one of those podcasts where they go minute by minute through the movie wow. and i'm like what could i possibly say that those guys didn't already say much better than i could in like 80 plus episodes <laughs> so i'm almost i part of me is like don't even try just like put a link like put it out on twitter put a link and just tell people go listen to that because that's <laughs> you know that's a that's a good two months of your life if you want to just listen to those that they did a great job. And, and one of those guys works at a, um, at an airfield up in Wisconsin. So I'm like, he's got the pilot knowledge. He's got all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, okay, well maybe I don't get the podcast on that one. Cause these guys have already done it. <laughs> I'm after rewatch that one. I haven't seen that since the nineties. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's and it's yeah, the, the one, if you want to do a, a, uh, a double header, uh, the good one to watch after that is uh, sky captain and the world of tomorrow. Mm hmm those are two good movies to kind of watch together if you want to. Cause it's kind of like, I, I think of sky captain as like, a uh, what phrase do people use the, the spiritual successor? 
to yeah. the Rocketeer. It's it's got that same look and feel. It's got the you know it's got the noir stuff. It's got the the Art Deco kind of designs. Um, yeah, if, if you're looking for a good doubleheader that you could you could throw in, you could do a whole lot worse than Rocketeer and and Sky Captain. Cool. Okay, check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump back into the DeLorean and we'll go back to 89. So this week in 89, we are looking at uh, the week of June 26th to July 2nd, 1989. And honestly, I had a hard time finding events that seemed like they were fairly newsworthy uh, for this particular week. So I don't know that I have any events in particular. Um, Couldn't even, you know, memory wise, couldn't even think that far back to what I was doing in 1989 when I was a whopping, what? eight and a half years old. Um, so the top book this time, still the Russia house by John le Carre. The top movie is Batman. The top song is satisfied by Richard Marks. Um, do, you, do either of you remember what you're doing in the end of July or end of June, beginning of July in 1989? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, do you? What were you yeah. doing? Chasing girls and working at pizza place. There you go. <laughs> That's sounds like a pretty good summer. <laughs> what what pizza place were you working at? Uh, it's called Mazio's Pizza. Oh yeah, in Jinx, Oklahoma. Absolutely. Um, I do remember, like this week in '89, there was like some weird thing where it was like 12, 34, and fifty six seconds on June seventh of '89. I kind of lined up mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Uh, yep. right on. Yeah. I thought I read that at some at some point. Actually, about, yeah. I think it was zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, okay. seven, eighty nine. Yeah. That's really cool. I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into, uh, let's go to the double deuce and uh, we'll jump <laughs> on into our Roadhouse background info here. So the title of this one, again, is Roadhouse. It was released on the 19th of May, 1989, rated R with a runtime of one hour, 54 minutes, directed by Rowdy Harrington, who also did Striking Distance and The Stick Up, uh, produced by Joel Silver, who did Predator and Hudson Hawk. Striking Distance is really good too. Oh, I've never seen that one. Oh, it's so good. Okay. I will add it to the list then. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing about doing this podcast is like now I have, and my wife just rolls her eyes at me every time I go, all right, should we consult the list of movies that I have that I need to watch and start renting these or looking for them on Netflix? And she's like, you're never going to get caught up with all these. You know, whenever somebody recommends something to you, you're never going to get caught up and still watch all the movies that you say you want to watch for this podcast thing. So I have a list and I just get to it whenever I can. <laughs> Striking distance uh, is good. I, I'm, I'm going to go on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got to check that one out. Uh, writers for this one are R. Lance Hill and Hillary Henkin. Hill did Out for Justice and Eight Million Ways to Die. Henkin did Wag the Dog and Romeo is Bleeding. Cinematography done by Dean Cundy, who did Jurassic Park, oddly enough. Uh, and then Escape from New York. Music by Michael Common, who did uh, who died in 2003 and did Lethal Weapon and X-Men. Budget for this one was $15 million. Box office was $30.1 million. Uh, the critics, Rotten Tomatoes critics, gives this one a 38%. The audience gives it a 66%. IMDb gives it a 66%. Letterboxd gives it a 66%. And CinemaScore gives it a B. Starring Patrick Swayze, who died in 2009 as Dalton. He was in Ghost, Point Break, and Dirty Dancing. Kelly Lynch was Doc. She was in Drugstore Cowboy and Charlie's Angels. Sam Elliott was Wade Garrett. He was in Tombstone and The Big Lebowski. Ben Gazzaro, who died in 2012, was Brad Wesley. He was in The Big Lebowski and Anatomy of a Murder. Marshall R. Teague was Jimmy. He was in Armageddon and Babylon 5. Julie Michaels was Denise. She was in Point Break and The Newsroom. Red West, who died in 2017, was Red Webster. He was in The Rainmaker and Safe Haven. Here is the trailer, and we will be back in just a moment. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. 
Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't be rude. Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? The worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? I'll go get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. All right, we are back. Um, so, Roadhouse, is this the first time anybody has seen this one? I think, yes. I think it was the first time I've seen it. There was really? a couple of moments of deja vu, but not enough where I think I've ever actually seen this movie. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, Jason, I'm going to guess, because this is the first time I had seen this one, too, I'm going to guess you're going to be the expert on this one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I saw this one at the theater. All right. Nice. So, Bo and I are going to sit back. We're just going to let you take the rest of the show. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> so, okay. So, I, I will also say this is the first time I've seen this movie. Um, I have heard about it for years, and sometimes when I would hear about it, I'd kind of hear about it as a joke, or I'd hear about it as like people looking back at 80s movies that they admitted they're like, well, it's not a great movie, but I love it. Um, you know, kind of one of those. And as I was doing a little bit of reading up on it, several websites had this on a list of uh, great or good bad movies. So I was like, oh, all right, well, I'll go in with low expectations and, and we'll just see what happens. And um, so, you know, and, and my wife loves Dirty Dancing and I know we did Dirty Dancing, what, a couple of years ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and Bo, I know you're a big fan of that one. Yeah, and so I kind of kind of went into the kind of went into this one. I was like, okay, well, right, maybe this will be kind of like a. It's around right about the same time. Maybe it'll be kind of like a Dirty Dancing, but he's a bouncer, and I will just see how this goes. And um, you know, so I, I kind of went in with with low expectations, but it was the first time I had seen it, and um, you know, without going too deep in it right now, I will just say I was pleasantly surprised. It was like after I'd heard people kind of make fun of this movie sometimes, and and uh, or or outright just say no, that that movie is bad. Um, I was like, well, okay, we'll, we'll give it a chance. We'll see how it goes. And, and I, I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. So Jason, you said you saw this in the theater. I did. Yeah, nice. yeah I sure did. So, so paint us a picture. What was it like seeing this in the theater for the first time? Okay. So June of, uh, or whenever it just came out, May of 89. So I was 16. Okay. I don't know if it's the error or not, but I just talked my way into an R rated movie somehow. And, and, uh, yeah, for me and my friends watching a guy beat up other guys and, you know, pretty girls and fast cars and a, and a Bigfoot truck. Mm -hmm. We were all in. We thought it was great. And, and I still do. I love it. Nice. 
So, Bo, what about you? So, this is the first time you saw it. Kind of, what's your what's your just initial takeaway from this movie? Did you have any kind of pre preconceived notions? Had you heard anything about this before watching it? Honestly, my <laughs> my pop culture references to this movie are all from a Ron White stand up comedy bit. I think I <laughs> might have sent it out, sent the YouTube clip out to the to the podcast guys. So I didn't know much about it. I knew it was about a bouncer. That was about it. And and I had heard rumors. There's a guy I used to work with at a bar. I guess I suppose technically for a hot second, I was technically a bouncer. Um, <laughs> there's a guy I used to work with back in the day who people used to say he had patterned his life after Dalton. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. Now that I've seen the movie, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of similarities there. It's very interesting. <laughs> I read somewhere that I guess I referenced Dirty Dancing a minute ago. I read somewhere that one of the original um, uh, taglines, I don't know if it was on the movie posters or not, but one of the original taglines for this was the dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, out, that's outstanding. <laughs> that's rough. It's so cheesy. I love it. I love it. This is just it's a, it's just pure 80s awesomeness the whole way through. Oh, it really is. The muscle, the music, the cars, the girl, everything. And it's so classically 80s, like the way everybody looks, the just I mean that, well, that and that's why I that's why I couldn't figure out why now quality-wise, sure, maybe it's not the best movie in the world, but it's just it's fun. It's just one of those mm -hmm. movies that's fun and maybe it is a bad movie, but you know, I liked I, it. I, right. I, I liked it too. And, and, you know, for the same reasons Jason mentioned, I'm like, well, uh, you've got fighting, you've got cars, uh, you've got pretty girls, you've got the evil, uh, millionaire crime boss. And that's pretty much what you need for a good eighties action movie. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it pretty much hit all the marks for me. So <laughs> I think, like, you know, what you need to know in about the first 10 seconds when the pretty girl pulls up in a Testarossa and gets out and goes into the hopping bar. Right. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and, and, you know, I was thinking about, um, I, I tried to kind of look back and I, cause I know one of our, one of our five questions here a little bit is, um, like favorite Patrick Swayze role. And I was kind of looking at this going, so how do I, you know, how do I rank this in terms of some of his other roles? And I tried to think about it and this, this may give a little bit of a preview for my answer for that. But, um, I looked at it and I was like, you know what, actually, I think this might be one of my favorites of his that this is one of those movies. And I know we were talking a little bit about it before we started recording that sometimes we kind of look back on some of these eighties movies and we're like, well, that didn't really age quite the way you'd expect it to, or quite the way you want it to. And, and sometimes I go into these movies thinking, Oh man, I heard about this as a kid and I bet this is a great movie. And then I watch it and I'm like, well, that wasn't really as great as I thought it was going to be. But this is one of those that, that was a completely the other direction for me was, so I was like, well, I've heard it's kind of bad. So We'll see. Let's, let's give it a try. And and I go into it. And I'm like, that was fun. Like, I don't actually mind. I, I'd watch this again. There's several movies we've done on this podcast where I know I'll sit there and I'll go, well, I watched it once. I'm pretty right. good. I can move on to other movies in my list. But this one, I'm like, no, actually, I may watch that again here in a few weeks. <laughs> it's got everything you need. It's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, acting wasn't bad. Like, sometimes I, I try to break, I try to break some of this stuff apart and I'm like, well, was the acting bad? Like, why do people think this is a bad movie? So I guess th maybe that's my next question for you guys is when people criticize this and people say that this is a, this is a fun or a good, bad movie. What do you think in their mind? If, if, if you don't have any indication, you know, in your own mind of why this is a bad quote, I'm using my quote fingers, bad movie. Um, what do you think other people 
think makes this a bad movie? Well, it. De- I mean, it's it's a lot of fighting. Maybe people aren't a big fan of that. There's. Um, let's see, why would someone think this was a bad? Movie? <laughs> it's it's the '80s. People love fighting. Yeah, I think part of it might be time. It, it, this movie definitely is from a time. Mm-hmm. And if you can't accept that and suspend disbelief a little when you approach it, then I could see that being a problem. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. I guess maybe the plot is a little bland and it resolves itself in an odd way, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Do you think the movie was too long? Do you think it could have been helped by being a shorter movie? Because I, I you know sometimes if when we talk about like, you know, well, the plot was a bit of a stretch and I, sometimes right. I kind of feel like some of these movies, they could have been cleaned up a bit and they could have been, you know, shortened by 20 minutes or so. And, you know, it's you have your fun, you've got your girls, you've got your cars, you've got your fighting and then, you know, some blood is spilled, some glass is broken and you were out the door in an hour and a half. Um, do you think that that's something story wise? Do you think that's something that could have helped or? Yeah, maybe. I feel like is it just could a, is it just a like more generic story? I feel like there could be that where they linger too long on, on they hold some shots a little longer than they would have to. I don't know if you're going to pick up 20 minutes, right? But, uh, but that was the style back then. I mean, yeah, you, you had those long establishing shots. You had the, you know, when the, when the car is driving up, do you need 10 seconds of it? You probably only need six. But that Depends establishing the shot of the car and the dust and the that's just part of the it's part of how they made movies back then. Yeah. I'm gonna go opposite. I, I think it's perfect. I think it's the perfect length because you go from fight to you know, pretty girl to awesome car to Bigfoot ridiculously trashing a car place, and it just moves right along to awesome to awesome to awesome. I thought it was great. <laughs> I got no complaints. Do you have any of, of any of your friends who have watched this or anybody you interact with on Twitter? Uh, do any of them feel like this is a bad movie? Have you heard that criticism before? Or is that just something that. I mean, it's a little bit ridiculous. I, I mean, you hear that sometimes the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the fighting, the, uh, you know, he doesn't get any kind of local anesthetic when he's getting his staples in his side. He just mm-hmm. a lot of tough mm-hmm. guy stuff. Okay. I never thought about that, but sure. My wife likes it though. We watch it together. There you go. Yeah, it's. She likes the TBS version, you know. But okay, it's fun. <laughs> Wait, you you guys get anesthetic when you get cuts? <laughs> Pain like I, I just staple myself. I don't know what you guys are doing, but <laughs> I just use a stapler in my office here, and I, I I've never used anything. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, you're not you're going to see a movie about a bouncer. You're not going to see some like serious drama. It's not you know it's not La La Land or Moonlight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patrick Swayze as a bouncer. He's going to beat people up. and That's true. Yeah. Um, I was also trying to think about um, kind of the, the supporting cast in this movie. Um, I don't know. Other than the fact that she looks nice, I haven't. It, Kelly Lynch, I haven't really found a movie yet where I've really thought that her character was kind of a standout character. Like we just watched Drugstore Cowboy not that right. long ago. And in that movie, I was like, well, okay. I mean, she's all right, but there's nothing, there's not a whole lot that I felt was memorable about her character in that movie. And it's kind of the same in this movie too. I'm kind of like, well, okay, as, as a love interest, she's fine. Um, obviously she looks very nice, but character wise, I, I don't, there's not a whole lot that, that I feel like is 
memorable about it, I guess. So, but other than that, like Sam Elliott, I, I'll, I'll watch just about any movie Sam Elliott's in, um, you know, between Tombstone, and Big Lebowski. And, awesome yeah. In this. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's this perfect. Is just great. He's perfect as the mentor bouncer. Mm-hmm. So smooth. Just so, you know, you know, Kelly Lynch was, I thought she was pretty, you know, I mean, it's a stretch to see her as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I heard that Annette Benning was kind of the one that they had already hired to be that spot and then swapped her out for Kelly Lynch. And I think that's a very roadhouse move. I think she fits mm-hmm. the movie a little bit better. Yeah. I, what did I also read? I also read that. Um, oh gosh, who was it? It was, uh, oh no, no, no. It was that Patrick Swayze, um, because of this movie, he turned down roles in Tango and Cash, which I just watched, um, and Predator 2, because he got hurt making this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which so doesn't he turned, surprise me. Yeah. So he turned <laughs> that one down. And because of that, I guess, he um, then, because he had gotten hurt, his next movie was Ghost. And it was just a, it was a much less physical movie. And um, with that, you know, that I think that worked out well for him. Yeah, definitely. Although it would have been cool to see Tango and Cash with Patrick Swayze, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'd like to, to visit that universe where we get to swap actors in and out and see how a movie would be different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, the the criticism that this is a bad movie, um, you know, I don't know if that's just maybe that's an internet thing. Maybe that's I don't know. But um, no, it's just it was fun. Like I, I don't really have <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say other than just it's fun. It was a fun movie. It's it ticks all those boxes that you want a fun. Uh, you know, when I say mindless movie, I don't mean mindless in like it's stupid or anything like that. I just you don't have to think a whole lot when you're watching this movie. And sometimes I just want to sit down. There's not a lot of subtext. Right. As Jason said, you know, everything you need to know in the first five minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe even five seconds of this movie, (laughs) you know, everything you need to know. And sometimes that's just a refreshing palate cleanser from the, um, the, some of the other stuff that, you know, you go to watch in the movies. Yeah. People who think it's a bad movie, I just, they don't appreciate awesomeness. Right. They are also people who probably did not enjoy Delta Force and sure. <laughs> the Rocky movies and all kinds of other fun stuff. There's a, apparently there's an interview floating around. You mentioned length earlier. There's an interview floating around that says the first cut was three hours long. <laughs> oh, <God>. Okay. <laughs> that might be a little bit too long, right? <laughs> I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do a three hour roadhouse. Yeah, that would be kind of crazy. I wonder yeah. what else was added. I wonder what else was in it before they well, cut it down. Well, it's funny. We were talking about Kelly Lynch. I feel like if anything is missing, there needs to be a couple more scenes of the two of them actually <laughs> getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some more of Wait. Kelly Lynch in general. I'm not going to complain <laughs> about either. But no. I, I sort of feel like... Now, I'm, Bo, I'm going to keep it family friendly, but when you say getting to know each other... Well, no, I actually... Are, are, we talking like, are we talking like Roger Moore, James Bond getting to know each other, or are we talking... Just like no, I mean, as people, as human beings, as human beings, I oh, okay, feel like there, there's at least one scene missing from when he shows up at the hospital to when they hang out at the bar. There, mm-hmm. there, I feel like there used to be one more time when they hang out at the bar yeah. for that to be believable. But yeah. it's also the first thing you can cut if you're trying to piece it together. Right. Um, you so can still, you, you still get their relationship from what you see. Oh, yeah. But there could have been more. And I also feel like I guess if I if I was betting what's on the cutting room floor, there's more of the two of them. There's probably more of her in states of undress. Mm-hmm. And then there's probably, as weird as this sounds, there's probably more with the bad guy being bad. That's what I kind of wondered too, if there's maybe more to his character. Yeah. So that, could... that was actually, and that's actually my next question is, how do you guys feel about him as a villain? 
a little bit over the top, a um, little ridiculous, but he's kind of a nice guy villain until it was, you know, until at the end when it was time to not be nice. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, trashing the dealership with the Bigfoot truck and the. Well, that was all that other fun stuff. Talk about over the top. I'm like, okay, right. come on now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you could have you could have trashed his dealership without the Bigfoot truck, right? And it still would have uh, driven the point home. But mm-hmm. good on you because you had access to a Bigfoot truck and you mm-hmm. used it. And and very clearly, you've got control of all the authorities because you can just stand there and watch your Bigfoot truck go through <laughs> the dealership, and right. nobody says boo to anything. <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought the guy that Patrick Swayze fought at the very end. I thought he was a pretty good bad guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He looked tough. I mean, like real tough. Yeah. And crazy. He had crazy eyes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he <laughs> wanted you to know that he was crazy enough to kill you. Yes. <laughs> and I believed it. Mm-hmm. That's why Patrick had to do what he had to do, or Dalton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say specifically about the movie before we jump into our five questions? Uh, the only thing I was going to say when I was do I did a little research on it. Yeah. The the girl that was kind of the the bad girl. Uh, yeah. Her name's Denise in the movie. She's mm-hmm. blonde, and um, she was the girl that actually gets in a fight with Keanu Reeves in Point Break and and beats him up, oh, which that surprised funny. me. Really? Yeah. Okay. When he when they raid that house and she's she's actually in the shower, she jumps out and beats him up. So. Huh. Same girl. Okay. Well, I'll go back and watch that. She was in, yeah, I was looking to see like what else she was in. She was in that TV show, the newsroom that used to be on, uh, was that HBO or Cinemax or show, uh, might've been Showtime, one of those. Anyway, I used to watch that TV show a lot and I was like, oh, I wonder what part she was. And she just was like random stunt person. <laughs> so like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to recognize her then. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into our five questions for Roadhouse. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me for? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And may God have mercy on your soul. So if you have not joined us before, uh, five questions. These are five questions that are loosely, and, and I say very, very loosely sometimes, uh, based on the movie that we're talking about or related topics to the movie that we're talking about. Um, so these five questions, I'm going to ask these five questions of everybody here on our show, and uh, we'll get our answers here. And um, so I'm just going to start us off with, have you ever been, and and, and some of these questions, if you feel like, eh, it's a little personal, I don't want to answer that, then feel free to say, you know, pass or you know, I, I haven't, but I have a story I'm willing to tell about someone else. Um, so question number one, have you ever been asked to leave a place or been kicked out? Bo, why don't we start with you? Have you ever not been kicked out I of somewhere? Re- not that I can recall. Okay. But you know, there's that's some a, nice that's a my... dangerous way of phrasing that. Not that well, you can recall. Well, there's some nights from my 20s that I don't remember how I got home. Okay. Who knows what, I, what happened. Okay. Um, I'm not a rowdy drunk, so I probably haven't been though. Okay. Okay. I may have asked a few people to leave in my day, but okay. I was uh, I was asked to excuse myself from my Spanish class one time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was uh, I was chewing chicle in the class, and my teacher told me to put it out, throw it away. And when I came back and sat down, I put another piece back in, and <laughs> she didn't like that. I bet not. <laughs> As you guys uh, know, nice. have you ever have you ever heard? Uh, John's story about how he excused himself from a class once. I have not heard that one. 
<laughs> yeah, that one actually ended up in the uh, was it a few years ago? It ended up as a a sentence at the end of an article in the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so the the building that we used to have uh, our high school had a separate. It was the old high school building um, that was. But when, when was it built? The teens or the twenties? Teens. Teens. 10, okay. I think nineteen ten was the first brick. Okay. So by the time we started going to high school, this is uh, Libertyville High School in Libertyville, Illinois. And by the time we started going there, it was a, they had a separate building for the freshmen. So if you were a sophomore through senior, you were at the kind of main high school building. If you were a freshman, you were at the old high school building that was called the Brainerd building. And this is this old building, these huge windows, um, you know, this scary gym with a track that was suspended from the ceiling that I guess terrified everybody to run on. Um, and so when we you run these... as slow as John and I, nothing really terrifies you. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's true when it's more of a saunter and it's exactly. not quite, a, it's not quite as terrifying. Um, so we had these huge windows in the classrooms and it was the end of the day. My French class was the end of the day. We had a teacher that year. She was a, a one year maternity sub for the normal French teacher. And I think it was a nice day outside. So we kind of had the windows open just a little bit. It was the last period of the day. I think because they weren't as, they weren't as uh, all over the place. They weren't as ubiquitous now uh, as they are now, but uh, I had just found a, a Superman t-shirt. I was, I was a big Superman fan. So I was wearing my Superman t-shirt. It was a beautiful day outside. It was the last period of the school day. The window was slightly open. So just as the bell rang, I dove out the window. <laughs> now the teacher, I only, I, I might've shouted up, up and away, but I don't remember. Um, <laughs> the teacher was not thrilled, uh, by the time I kind of walked around and, and what I didn't realize was that that window was up a little higher than I thought it was. So it was probably, what do you think those bow were? Those were bow like 12 feet. Yeah. There was, there was not a short drop. No, it was not. You went, I, up, you went up a good half a flight of steps just yeah. to get to the floor of the building. So yeah, you know. no, yeah. I, I thought it was a much shorter drop than it was. So <laughs> So I think I kind of hobbled back into the building and, uh, you know, by the time, by the time I got, so news travels fast. Cause by the time I get back in the building, there's kids I don't even know that are high-fiving me. We're like, I heard what you guys did. Like, how did you hear what I, I just did it? I know I heard what you did. All right, cool. <laughs> so, and, and so then years later, um, uh, my wife cuts an article out of the Chicago Tribune and they were doing an article cause they were trying to several years ago, they were trying to restore the building or use it for like a, uh, civic center space or, or something like that. They were trying to uh, restore the historic building and keep it instead of tearing it down. And in the article, it referenced one of the teachers said, yeah, we had these rooms that there's all this, you know, wood paneling and it's this beautiful building and these huge windows. And in fact, one year we had a student that dove out of one of these huge, beautiful windows. <laughs> so I have that article somewhere with that line highlighted and I've, I've got it saved so that someday I can tell my grandchildren that I dove out the window in French class. That needs class. to go in, in your classroom, I think. I actually used to have it up in my classroom and my students would ask me about it. They'd be like, why do you have this highlighted? Uh, <laughs> well, kids, there's a reason this classroom has no windows. Exactly. Because I know from experience what I you guys might do. Dungeon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, so for me, having asked to leave a place, and I think I might have told this story before, so I'll tell it quickly this time. Uh, I was asked to leave a Chuck E. Cheese in Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> have I told this story before? I don't remember. Not that I recall. Not that you recall? Okay. So uh, my lovely wife and I were, and Bo, you know, uh, in the story, you know who the, the bride is. Uh, my lovely wife and I went down to Tennessee to, um, uh, she was the, I don't remember if she was the maid of honor in the wedding, but uh, Jennifer was my wife's friend in high school and, and Bo, we always used to kind of hang out together. And um, 
And so we go down to Tennessee for the wedding. Well, we don't know the groom. So my wife was invited to the um, bachelorette party. I was not invited to the bachelor party for obvious reasons because I didn't know the guy. And uh, they wanted someone to be kind of the designated driver. And so they nominated my wife and by default nominated our car. Well, we only took one car down there. So I was left without means of transportation. <laughs> so I told my wife, I said, you know what? I saw not too far away. It was maybe like two, two and a half miles. Uh, I saw a movie theater and then there's a bunch of restaurants and shopping in between the movie theater and the hotel. So before you go out, why don't you just drop me off at the movie theater and I'll go see a movie or maybe two. And then I'll just walk back and I'll grab some supper somewhere and I'll go back to the hotel and I'll, I'll see you later tonight. So she drops me off and that's a whole kind of funny story in and of itself. Cause I went to go see, I think Shrek two was the only movie that I felt like watching, uh, at the theater. So I go in there and I'm watching the movie and at the time I was working as a projectionist in a movie theater in Illinois. So I go in there and I'm noticing that I I'm seeing like some extra white space on the side of the screen. And I walk back outside and I tell one of the ushers, I said, Hey, can you call up to the booth and just tell them that the a plate needs to be adjusted just a little bit to the left. And the guy just stares at me and he goes, he goes, are you the guy from corporate who's doing the audit? And I was like, no, yes, I, I, I should have said that. Cause then I like, get a whole bunch of free popcorn and all kinds of other stuff. And I, and well, I said, I asked I, if you're a God, John, I know <laughs> I should yes. have, you say yes. Um, and so I said, no, 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 no. He's like, I said, no, I'm from Illinois. Oh, he's, he's like, oh God, corporate's from Illinois. I said, no, 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 no. It's, <laughs> no. I said, I just, I work as a projectionist. I just noticed it's off a little bit. It's kind of obnoxious. Can you just have him change it? So that, that all worked out fine. So then I have to start walking back. And as I'm walking back, I'm like, well, I'm kind of bored. I stopped at a bookstore. I, was like, I didn't find anything at the bookstore. A whole bunch of these other shops are either closed or I'm just not interested. And I happened to walk by not too far away from the hotel and I spotted Chuck E. Cheese. And I was like, huh. Well, I can get a bunch of tokens, play ski ball for you know maybe an hour or so. I love ski ball. So, so I decided <laughs> to go into the Chuck E. Cheese and I start playing <laughs> ski ball, start playing some other games. Well, lo and behold, the manager comes around and says, uh, sir, can I ask you, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I was like, what did I do? And he said, well, you're the only adult here. That's not with a group of children. And it's and, weird. And the other adults feel a little awkward having an adult <laughs> around without their family. Uh, so we need to ask you to leave. I'm like, I haven't done anything wrong. He's like, I understand, but you're making the other families here feel awkward. I was like, well, <laughs> okay. So, so I told my wife about it later on. I said, you know what, what would be so much fun is if they like have my picture on the wall there and said, he's not allowed back in. And I can tell one of those stories that I was kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese in Franklin, Tennessee. That's awesome. So, so yes, nothing. I didn't get kicked out of a bar. I didn't kick that in. I got kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese in Tennessee. You know, they have rules for that now. Like it, the one in Vernon Hills, anyway, you can't even walk past the turnstile if you're not with a child. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not screwing oh, around. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No ski ball weirdos there, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I guess so. <laughs> All right, question number two. Favorite evil millionaire or billionaire in a movie? I wanted to cover all of my Dr. Evil bases and say millionaire yeah. and billionaire. So favorite evil rich guy in a movie. I guess I'll go first on this one. Sure. All right, I, I got a couple. I, Hans Gruber, for me, he was a multimillionaire for about 10 minutes, but uh, yep. for him, he's my number one. And then uh, I got to go with Ulrich Goldfinger. Oh, very nice. Mm. Nice. From the uh, James Bond movies. Excellent choices. Excellent. Thank very you. Very good. So mine is from multiple movies, but 
He's a classic, and he, he is redeemed in the end, so I don't know if it really counts. So I have a second one who wasn't redeemed in the end. But Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. Yep. And then Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Actually, oh man, I even forgot about that one. That would be a great. Actually, I should put that one on my list. Because I love that movie. So Mr. Potter would probably be on mine too. Yeah, he's okay. a good one. Yeah, I forgot about him. I, my two, I, I kind of went the route of of you know, like what was right off the top of my head. Two of my favorite movies. Uh, my two were either Lex Luthor, and Ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the only Lex Luthor that I really enjoy, and that's the Gene Hackman one. Um, or uh, and Kevin Spacey wasn't bad, but I'm gonna go Gene Hackman. Um, uh, or Job of the Hut. There you go. I'm gonna count Job of the Hut as the wealthy. I'm assuming he's got millions or billions of something other than Republic credits because I know they're no good out there. Well, one would hope. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, good call. Good call. All right. Number three, if you had to fight, I feel like this is our fight club question. If you had to fight one famous <laughs> person, who would you want to fight? Bo, have oh. you got one in mind? I don't. I had a lot of trouble with this one. Okay. I guess it was famous person, not fictional person. So... Fight I'd let you get away with fictional if you've got a fictional one. Oh, to fight a fictional person. Well, I'd get the crap kicked out of me, but at least I could say I was in a ring with Rocky. You know? Okay. <laughs> I'd be done in about two seconds, but mm-hmm. I got to. I got in a ring with Rocky. <laughs> See, I, I would have gone the other direction and be like, "Who could I just totally wail on and not get hurt myself?" Yeah. So I you and I went two very different directions. On I, that I one. might end up. Having to fight a little girl, then I you know. Okay, I got nothing. Well, that's not cool. <laughs> Unless it, maybe it's like the twins from The Shining. Well, now, okay, so <laughs> we're talking. All right, a, a little tag team there. <laughs> Jason, have you got somebody that you would, uh, if you had to fight a celebrity or uh, uh, you can even do fictional person if you want to, but you got anybody yeah. that you want to fight? Yeah, yeah, I got two. I got okay. two. Um, I, I think I, I'd be really surprised if this one didn't come up, but uh, Ralph Macchio from The Karate Kid. Solid. Everybody who nice. watches that says, I can take that guy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, my second one is Clint Eastwood. Uh, oh, just because, nice. I mean, he's 90 years old now. I think maybe now I could take him, but <laughs> maybe not. So mm-hmm. he's tough as leather and he's been a tough guy my whole life, but uh, he's getting to the point where I, I might be able to take him now. Nice. Nice. Crafty veteran though. You got to be careful. With <laughs> no kidding. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> So if I was going to go for somebody that I felt like we could have a, a, you know, that I would just, I would totally get destroyed, I feel like, but uh, it would just be fun to fight this celebrity. I think I would go with Harrison Ford. Like Mm. that would be, you know, if I was, if I knew I was a decent fighter, then that would end up being a a good match to fight Harrison Ford. Uh, I had to go with somebody who was a little bit more my body type. So I went with Jack Black. (laughs) I I wanted it to be a fair fight. (laughs) So I, I, I went with him. And then my other option was if it was somebody that I wanted to be just a lot bigger than, and just, I, I just wanted to just wail on this person. I would choose Woody Allen. <laughs> I, I do not enough. like, I do not like Woody Allen movies. He drives me nuts. So just the, the chance to just beat on him just a little bit, like not even necessarily to submission, just, just to get a few shots in. Yeah. My money's on you and that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would have to I feel like that one would end very quickly. <laughs> Good. All right. Also, feel um, like you'd get sued when that one was over. Well, possibly. But <laughs> you know what? It might be worth it. Fair enough. Might be worth it. All right. Number four. Favorite Patrick Swayze role. 
I might have to go with Dalton. Okay. Um, I saw Point Break years ago, and I remember enjoying it, but I haven't seen it in so long. It's hard to pick that one. Um, yeah. Dirty Dancing I might like if I had an OD'd on it over the years. I okay. just can't watch the thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, John, I was going down his IMDb list getting prepped for this, and I've seen decidedly few Patrick Swayze movies mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at how many movies he was in that I hadn't seen. Wow. Yeah. Going to have to check a couple of those out, maybe. Yeah, Jason, what about you? All right. For, for me, this is an easy call. Uh, Bodie from Point Break is my absolute favorite Patrick Swayze role. Nice. nice. But, I mean, Dalton is like 1B. Okay. In fact, I think I think in a strange universe, if you could have Dalton and Bodie team up and be like a buddy cop movie, that would be the best. Those two- oh, right. there we go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. A, a, a buddy cop twin movie. Tango and Cash. That's right. Both Patrick Swayze guys, nice. both completely different. There you go. See, that could have been the sequel to Twins. There it is. Uh, you could do yeah. that one instead. Instead of doing triplets or whatever they were planning on doing, you just do that one. Have two Patrick Swayze's. That would I be like cool. it. Nice. Cool. Well, mine, I, I was kind of going back and forth. I My wife and I really like Ghost. So, and I, I like his performance in that one. You know, it's it's different enough. He's not really fighting anybody necessarily. It's it's a little bit more comedic for him. Uh, so I was like him in that one, but I think I actually got to pick Roadhouse. Like yeah, I nice. really liked his character in this movie. Nice. So nice. I think I got to go with Roadhouse on this one, but my other one that was kind of a very, very close, um, very close kind of second or second and a half would be, uh, did you guys ever watch the TV series that he did right before he died called The Beast? I did not. No. no. Okay. It was pretty good. He was kind of That's a... That's what I heard. Yeah. He was kind of a... Uh, was he a cop or an FBI agent? And he was kind of... You kind of got the sense... And it's been a while since I've watched this. It's, I guess it's almost a decade now since this came out. Um, but I guess he was either corrupt or you got the sense that he was corrupt and he kind of he gets a new partner this younger partner and what he's not aware of at first is that this younger partner is actually a double agent who's investigating him Mm, so and it was i think it was filmed in chicago so it was kind of fun because you get to see a whole bunch of locations you know they'll go to different places you're like oh i know where that is um and uh, so that that was kind of the fun part of it too is you'd see places that you recognize at least for us you'd see places you recognized in the city or like, oh, hey, that's just right outside of this neighborhood or whatever it might be. But I remember watching that uh, TV series when it came out. It, it was a pretty good series. And I think it would have kept going, but I think he died. Um, they might have only done one season and then he passed away. Hmm. Wow. But yeah, so I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. I think it might be on Amazon Prime. I'll check. I got. But I'm not sure. So, but yeah, if you, if you're looking for a cop show and you want to yeah, see an older Patrick Swayze, am, then well, check it out. Well, I am looking for something this summer because I, okay. I did start Good Omens last night. Okay. Quite I keep good. seeing reviews for that, but I haven't watched it yet. It's good. Okay. Once we, uh, once we finish off the other shows, the other million shows we've started, then we'll, we'll add that to our list. It is streaming on Sony Crackle of all services. Huh. huh. But uh, and it okay. is purchasable on Amazon. But oh, okay, okay. Thirteen episodes, one season. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I think it, they were, I think they were starting to make, starting to do pre-production for the second season, and that's when he passed away. No, that's too bad. Because it's really, yeah, too bad. it sounds good. Yeah, it was a good show. I remember being a good show. He was a good actor, and he had he had some really good 
roles. Not yeah. tons, but the, I mean, he hit four or five home runs with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I remember I, you know, I taught the book, the outsiders, uh, in my class for many years. And so we, and he's not in that one a lot, but, um, you know, we, I kind of watched that one like four times a year. Cause I'd show it well, to that, like four of my different classes. It's just crazy. Oh yeah. See that, that one rings home with me. Cause that's shot in my hometown. Right. Right, oh, right on. Uh, yeah. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so, uh, the out, you can visit the outsiders house now and nice. Um, that cast was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I, I knew the house was there and I've driven either past or through Tulsa several times and I've just never stopped. So the next time we go through there, I'm going to have to have to make a purposeful trip and just say, all right, we're, we're stopping, we're pulling off and we're stopping by there. That's really, super cool. The guy who, uh, one of the singers of House of, let's see, I'm going to get this wrong, House of Pain, mm-hmm. okay. bought it and restored it. Oh, nice. The only thing I know about House of Pain, and you probably would recognize it, is uh, the song Jump Around. Yep, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what's mm-hmm. playing in my head. He uh, he bought it and restored it. He's put a lot into it. So nice. It's really cool. Yeah, I not that I I never I didn't share it with my students because obviously not appropriate. But there was a night where I think my wife and her mom had gone into the city for something, and it was later at night. Put the kids to bed. I was sitting down to watch a movie, and I realized that I I'm not not really a beer drinker, but every once in a while I'll have kind of one of the one of those um what are they like the the hard ciders. Or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I pulled one out and I had one in one of my favorite pint glasses. And and the only thing that we had had was we had some leftover Portillo's chocolate cake. So I'm sitting there in front of the TV with a glass of beer or a glass of cider and and chocolate cake. And I'm thinking, this is exactly like the scene from the <laughs> outsiders when he sits down with his beer and his chocolate cake to watch the cartoons. I want to know how you had leftover Portillo's chocolate cake. Uh, because I forgot about it. That's crazy. That, and that's that kind of a, not, not a very good excuse either to forget about Portillo's chocolate cake. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, Portillo's, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, uh, you can get in touch with us by going to <laughs> 30podcast at gmail.com. Um, if they just want to sponsor us with free cake, I'd be totally fine with that too. I was just going to say, cake mm-hmm. goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Final question. Who would win in a fight, Dalton or Wade Garrett? I got to say Garrett. Okay. He's too smooth and too calm. I feel like Dalton would eventually run himself out. Okay. I love Dalton, but I, I got to go with Garrett too. Okay. It's kind of like, uh, even with his bum knee, it's kind of like when you play your dad in basketball. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> you know, you're faster, you're younger, you're stronger, mm-hmm. but he's still wily enough to beat you. Mm-hmm. Got to go more, with the master. More experience. Yep. Yeah, that's mine too. Uh, I I picked him just I just I think solely based on the scene where um, you know Dalton's just getting completely beat up, and uh, Wade is just standing there. He's just like having a conversation with the guys, and right, he's and it's his like hair okay, and- right, right, right. It's like okay, so he is not concerned at all with this situation, and that just shows me that he is so calm and cool and confident that you know he's not going to have any trouble at all finishing these guys off. So. So I feel like if the two of them got into a fight, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the more experienced uh, Wade on that one. Yep. Yep. Good call. I just called to say I love you. Ed Rooney's office. Ferris Bueller's online too. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. What am I doing? I'm talking to an empty telephone. I don't understand. Because there was a dead man on the other end of this phone. Maybe. I guess you should have called. I did call earlier when 
using the phone. Earlier, when was that? Or later, when then I uh, le left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, niner, five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No, it was cordless. Mm -hmm. You know what? Don't. Not here. Not now. Okay. Bye-bye. Shoot, she knew it was me. Hey guys, Pat here. Sorry I had to uh, miss the podcast about Roadhouse. Uh, great movie. Happened onto it about, uh, I don't know, it was just a couple of years ago and just by happenstance picked it up. Uh, saw it on, it was on Netflix or something and uh, yeah, loved it right away. I mean, just classic 80s action movie, good guy, bad guy. Um, pretty cool fight scenes too. I mean, uh, uh, which is which is always fun to watch. Patrick Swayze, I mean, why have we not talked about this guy more? I mean, he is just a great actor, fun to watch on screen, love the characters, and I think he's, maybe it's rare, I don't know, but he seems to be one of the guys that, uh, you know, uh, you know, guys can watch him and enjoy seeing him go, and it's all, like, tough and fight scenes and all that. Girls like watching him. I mean, my wife loves Dirty Dancing and is a huge Patrick Swayze fan, so it's... Uh, and for some reason, we can just watch his movies, and it doesn't have to be like, oh, a girl movie or, oh, a boy movie, because he's in it. It's, it's, he's, he's someone that you could enjoy uh, watching on screen, irregardless. So, anyways, thought he was great in Roadhouse. Love watching it. And I'm sorry I'm missing the conversation. Um, I know you guys did the five questions. I'm not sure if you want to fit this in as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as the five questions, I've never been, never been kicked out of a place. Uh, they've never had to open the door with my head. I try and keep it on the uh, on the DL whenever I'm I'm going out. Uh, I don't know if there's any um, I don't know if there's any uh, uh, buddy that I would like to fight or uh, you know favorite movie with ev evil billionaires that uh, have to be fought against. But I'd have to say my favorite Patrick Swayze role would be Point Break, and I think in a fight I think Dalton would end up winning. I um, uh, you know, it's sort of like the Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi situation where, you know, they're, they're, they seem to both be great fighters, but I think Dalton has the edge, uh, just with his, with his age. He's had less years of getting beat up, and, um, you know, he seems to be a little bit more of a proficient martial artist. In any event, Roadhouse is a lot of fun and, uh, great, uh, great film to watch. So, anyways, looking forward to connecting with you guys again, and it's so great that we had, uh, Jason on. And I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the show and hearing his comments. Bye now. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Roadhouse uh, for this time around. So um, if you want to find out more about our show, go to 30podcast.com. It has all the different ways you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those other social media spots. We've also got the voicemail line if you want to call in. Um, if you... If you have thoughts on Roadhouse that we didn't even get to, we didn't even share, then we'd love to hear them. So uh, feel free to give us a call. It's 87235-MOVIE or 872-356-6843 uh, if you want to call in and we will play that on one of our next shows and, and respond to it. Uh, so that kind of finishes, this is going to finish off, well, our, our 250th episode is technically going to finish off the month of June for us. Um, and then we've got coming up our next few episodes. So if you want to kind of get ahead of things and, and go watch some of these before we start talking about them, for our next two months in July and August, we are going to be doing Uncle Buck. Uh, then we've got Born on the Fourth of July, Look Who's Talking, Parenthood, The Fabulous Baker Boys, and then I'm going to try at the end of July, if we can, I'm going to try to do kind of a summer blockbuster roundup. So maybe if we've had a, a chance to 
see some of the movies that came out this summer. I know there's a bunch of Disney movies coming out and, you know, other stuff that we're just interested in seeing. Uh, maybe just kind of do a, a one episode roundup of some of those different things. And then we're going to jump on into August. Uh, and August is our life and death month. And that is Steel Magnolias, Ghostbusters 2, Weekend at Bernie's, and Always. So that's what we got coming up in the next couple months. So if you want to go watch some of those to kind of get ahead of the game and, and be here ready to go when we start talking about them, you can go uh, go check those out. Go try to find those. Um, every once in a while, I will try to put up either on our website or Twitter or some other spots if there's a good place to stream some of these. Uh, I know Uncle Buck um, just watched a few days ago with the kids. And um, I think the only place I found that was through Stars. I don't think it was streaming too many other places. But um, if we find a good spot where these are streaming, uh, then we usually try to put those out there. You can also usually find some of that information through the Letterboxd website if you use that one at all. Uh, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D.com. Uh, it's a great website and app for if you're a movie fan. Um, but it's got a, a section on there, I think, as part of the Go Watch It website that will tell you if you search for a movie, it'll tell you all the different places that that's available either to purchase or stream or whatever. Um, so yeah, so if you're having trouble finding any of these movies in a video store or um, local library, anything like that, there's all kinds of other places that you can uh, go look these up. So, uh, so thank you, Bo. And thank you in particular, Jason. So I think we're going to get Jason to come on back uh, for one more episode with us. Uh, you're going to come on back in a couple weeks for or like a week and a half or so for uncle buck. Great. Um, so we'll we'll have you back here for this one. But thank you for being with us on this one, too. Man, thank you for having me. I really had a great time. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot. And thank you, Bo. Thank you, Love Fest. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to get this right at some point. I'm going to keep I'm going to just keep keep working on it till I remember to call you Love Fest. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. And so we just hope that you, um, you know, you go watch some good movies. Be excellent to each other. First of all, go watch some good movies and we'll see you back here next time. <laughs>